Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is Say Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And we're sisters. We are definitely sisters. Well, we've never confirmed it. We've never had a blood test, so. Yeah. We could be living a lie. Should we we get a DNA test? No, I'm not giving my (laughs) bits to the people. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel... it's weirdly the only thing that I feel a little weird about. I'm like, take all of my information, have my privacy. I don't give a fuck, except for my DNA. Yeah. I don't. I guess I should just follow that instinct because I'm the least suspicious person on the planet, except Seriously. when it comes to DNA. Maybe it's because you know we're not real sisters and you don't know how to tell me. Our whole life is a lie. Ah. No, you'd be the first to be like, no, we are not related. <laughs> <laughs> I know I love you and I don't want to not be related to you. Mm-hmm. But this is not about our familial issues. Not this our... time. Nope. This is about murder. And tonight it's about the murders of Bernice and Benji Novak. So on July 12th, 2009, 53-year-old multimillionaire Ben Novak was found dead in a hotel room in a suburb of New York City having been bound, bludgeoned, and suffocated to death. That's a lot of things. That's not the end of it either. Police said it was by far the most gruesome crime scene some of them had ever attended, and Ben's eyes had also been cut out. Oh, no. Police believed Ben had been in bed when he was attacked and that the murder was most likely carried out by more than one person. Oh, God. I know. At the time of his murder, Ben and his wife, Narcy, lived in southern Florida, but were in New York for the weekend because they were running a large convention. Ben's family had once owned the famous Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach, which was the hottest destination in the city at the time that it was built in the 1960s. Ben's parents, Bernice and Ben Sr., had built a hotel, and it was so glamorous and luxurious that it brought celebrities, politicians, and socialites from all over the world, including JFK and the Rat Pack. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet... Miami in the 60s was cool. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Well, in this hotel, you've seen pictures of it. It's a big curved one. Uh-huh. It's very famous. Yeah. Bernice had grown up in foster care and later became a model and modeled for huge brands like Coca-Cola and even Salvador Dali. Ben Jr. said that Bernice had helped with the interior design of the Fountain Blue and chose some of the antiques and decor that made the hotel so famous. Ben Jr. said that his father met his mother while he was still married to his first wife, and Bernice refused to date a married man. So a year or two later, he tracked her down and presented her with his divorce certificate and asked if she'd like to go out with him. 
I hate to disparage the victim of such a heinous crime, but according to everyone who knew him, Ben was not very well loved and not nearly as loved as his famous parents. Mm-hmm. His aunt said that he was a, quote, loner and a, quote, little prince and didn't have the natural charms that his parents possessed. He definitely loved the life that his parents' wealth and fame provided, and his aunt said that he would go trick-or-treating with a chauffeur and no other children. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of like exactly how I would be if I was a wealthy like heiress. <laughs> had I the opportunity, oh hell yes, uh, I would have uh. trick or treated with a chauffeur and no other children. <laughs> Pull over, keep driving. Uh. Those people look like they have the Tootsie Rolls only, <laughs> or those orange t- taffies, the orange and brown taffies. It's not uncommon at all in our suburbs here for the parents to follow their children in cars, like rather than walk with them. Oh, yes, that is especially when the yeah, especially when the weather's bad, and Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that judges them and like, ugh, that's so lame. Yeah, and a bigger part of me that's a little jealous. (laughs) Yeah, I think the first like two or three years of a child's life, I would be out there like all about it, all dressed up, all dorked out about it, and then by year like six, seven, I would fully just be trailing them in my SUV. (laughs) Seriously. I don't even have an SUV, but I would get it to trail my children. Yep. Other people said that Ben was tough and demanding his whole life and amassed plenty of enemies throughout the years. In 1977, Ben Sr. and Bernice Novak fell on hard times and were forced to file for bankruptcy and lost the Hotel Fontainebleau as a result. Ben was devastated by his father's crumbling empire and refused to drive by the hotel once it no longer belonged to his family. Ben refused to live a life other than the life he'd become accustomed to, so when he was 22, he started his own business called Convention Concepts Unlimited that staged conventions for other businesses. He was extremely ambitious and quickly became a multimillionaire. Good for him. I mean, that's... I know. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, oh, hell no. I'm not trick-or-treating without a chauffeur ever again. (laughs) I did it once when I was 21, and I will never do it again. (laughs) That's right. If I put the name Unlimited at the end, it'll be a... Smash hit. That's right. In 1991, Ben met and fell in love with a young single mother from Ecuador named Narsi Abad. Then the two eventually married, and Narsi started helping Ben run his successful business along with her daughter from a previous relationship, May. Ben and Narcy met when she, was an exo- when she was an exotic dancer, and her life in her home country had been a far cry from Ben's lavish childhood as a privileged hotel mogul's son. Narcy and May were both with Ben at the convention when he was murdered, and there were over a thousand attendees, so police were overwhelmed with where to start to comb through potential suspects and to determine what could have possibly been the motive for the brutal murder. Police started by looking through phone records and determined that Ben had been alive at 6.54 a.m. based on an incoming call. The call had been from an employee at the hotel who was reporting that there wasn't enough room for everyone to sit at breakfast, and so Narcy left the hotel to sort out the issue and was captured on a hotel camera near the dining area around 7.17 a.m. Narcy said she returned to the room 30 minutes later and found Ben's mutilated body. Wow. I know. That's quick so fast. Work. Quick work. 
The officers who responded noticed that the door to the room didn't show any signs of a potential break-in, and so they looked into the history of the keycard for that room. The records for the room showed that the keycard was not used to open the door to the room between midnight the night before and 7.40 in the morning. Did anybody talk to Ben that morning? Or did they talk to Narcy? Okay. Just Narcy. Yeah, she got up. She was on the camera outside of the dining area on the, like, making calls from Mm -hmm. the hall, and nobody saw Ben that morning. There was a card swipe logged at 7.45 a.m. when Nancy returned to the room after addressing the issue in the dining area. Again, police believed Ben had been sleeping in bed when he'd been attacked, so they didn't think he'd gotten up to open the door for whoever had murdered him. So police interviewed Narcy for hours, and she remained adamant that she didn't have anything to do with her husband's death, and that she hadn't let in anyone who could have murdered him. She said that there was a possibility that she didn't close the door all the way when she left, but otherwise had no idea how someone could have entered the room. During the interview, Narcy asked detectives a couple of times if Ben had had a heart attack, (laughs) despite the fact that he'd been very clearly brutally murdered. Yeah. So they found that odd, to say the least. Yeah. And I don't know if it was in the interview. I think it was, like, right when the police showed up. She's like, did he have a heart attack multiple times? Weird. Maybe, but that was not the main issue There's a bigger, right, there's bigger issues here. Yeah. Ben and Narcy lived a very lavish life, and their business afforded them anything their hearts desired, including Ben's collection of Batman memorabilia, which was one of the largest, if not the largest, in the world. Wow. I know. He even had a perfect replica of the 1960s Batmobile. Of course he did. Everyone who knew Ben and Narcy said that they definitely loved each other, but Ben's desire for the finest things in life didn't end with expensive things Uh, and a massive Batman collection. uh Ben also liked to collect beautiful women Mm -hmm. and was constantly cheating on his wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ben was also very interested in bondage and being tied up and didn't let anyone stand in the way of him fulfilling his sexual fantasies. Yep, it's hard when the victim is, makes choices. You know, makes like, poor choices. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very well liked. Like, I'm not here to cast any judgment on anybody whatsoever. But yeah, he was not somebody who tried to not make it a piece, right. that's for sure. So police also learned that in 2002, Ben had been tied up in a chair in his home for around 25 hours and was robbed of a few hundred thousand dollars. Oh, no. Ben spoke to his best friend, who was a cop, and said that he suspected that Narcy had something to do with the robbery, but never pressed charges and stayed with his wife despite his suspicions. Yeah. The friend said that Ben thought Narcy had carried out the crime to punish him for his various indiscretions. Uh Oh, Narcy. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to just tie you to a chair and take all your money (laughs) if you don't stop it. And he didn't. So I did it. So. Wow. Yep. Based on this information and Narcy's behavior after Ben was found, police focused more closely on her as a suspect and started digging for a motive. It didn't take long to figure out that Ben had a new girlfriend named Rebecca Bliss, who was a sex worker and porn star who had previously been known as Mona Love. And Rebecca, I saw an interview with her and she was like, He wanted a bad girl, but I was a little bit too bad for him. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Rebecca had started out as another one of Ben's sexual conquests, but the relationship had deepened over time, and the two had been in a relationship for two years at the time of Ben's death. Mm. Ben had moved Rebecca from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, where he was living with Narcy, and put her up in a condo there. Rebecca says that the two were very much in love, and that Narcy had become aware of the relationship. She said that Narcy had called her and threatened her, and and Ben, and said that if, quote, she couldn't have him, no one could. Rebecca also said that Ben had every intention of divorcing Narcy and Hmm. being with her. So police expanded their investigation to Ben's life in Florida and learned that his mother Bernice had also died just three months prior when she suffered a brain injury in a tragic fall. Bernice and Ben had remained extremely close throughout Ben's life, and people who knew them said they spoke every day. Bernice and Narcy, however, did not have such a loving relationship, and everyone said that the two basically hated each other and had a very strained relationship. Narcy. Narcy is not trying to make friends either. No. Police also looked into May Abad, who was Narcy's darter. Darter. (laughs) Narcy's darter from a previous (laughs) relationship and had been 10 years old when Narcy married Ben. Narcy and May also had a very rocky relationship, and Narcy seemed a little resentful of the fact that she had a child when she met her wealthy future husband and considered May an inconvenience. Oh, Narcy, come on, man. But May grew very close to Ben over the years and considered him to be a father figure and immediately suspected that her mother might have had something to do with Ben's murder. That sucks. Yep. At the time of Ben's murder, Narcy was the sole beneficiary of his estate, which was valued in the range of four to ten million dollars. I'm shaking my head. I realize people cannot hear me do that. (laughs) Because Narcy's baddie. Yes. Yeah. A few days after Ben's murder, May showed up at her mother's home to collect some things that she had in their guest house. May and Narcy got into an argument, and surveillance cameras caught Narcy chasing May on the property with a crowbar. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the video. It is true. May called Ben's best friend, Charlie, who was in law enforcement. And when he arrived, he said May was screaming at her mother that she'd been the one to murder Ben, and Charlie was able to break up the fight, but Narcy managed to get in a hit with the crowbar, very badly bruising May's elbow and arm. Damn. Narcy. If you're capable of beating your child with a crowbar, and I saw the photo, I mean, it was this massive black and blue, like, it looked like it broke her elbow, I'd be Jesus. surprised if it didn't, honestly. So police were very convinced that Narcy was behind her husband's murder, and 10 days after they started their investigation, they received an anonymous letter in Spanish that provided them valuable insight into the crime. Part of the letter said, quote, This, without a doubt, was committed by the wife of Mr. Novak and her brother. Narcy had a brother named Cristobal Valise, who worked as a bus driver in Pennsylvania, and he denied knowing anything about the murder at all. Police were skeptical, though, because the table they were sitting at to interview Cristobal was littered with papers, including several receipts from Western Union transfers. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Clean up your... Evidence your literal the... receipts. Your literal Police receipts. Interview you. 
When Cristobal left the room for a moment, detectives noticed that Cristobal had been transferring money to several people and made note of the names of the payees uh, on the receipts. come on. Come on. I know. So one of the names on the receipts was Alejandro Garcia, and Cristobal had wired him $500 one month after Ben was murdered. <laughs> I mean, like, don't... You're, you're just giving it to them. Yeah. Here is how this happened. Here yep. is what happened. Here you go. Yep. 100%. Alejandro <laughs> had a criminal record, so police were able to access his mugshot to compare to the people recorded on the surveillance tape from the hotel mm-hmm. on the weekend Ben was murdered. Sure enough, they found very clear footage of Alejandro and another man walking around the perimeter of the hotel two days before Ben's murder. They figured out that the other man in the footage was Joel Gonzalez, and both he and Alejandro were from South Florida as well. Police looked through all of their cell phone and financial records and learned that Alejandro and Joel were both definitely in New York on the weekend of Ben's murder. They questioned Alejandro about whether he had been in New York that weekend, and he denied ever having visited the state and said he'd never left Florida since he'd been in the U.S. Police presented him with footage and evidence that he and Joel had in fact been in New York that weekend, and he finally admitted that he had been involved, but was scared for himself and his family, as the family who had set up the murder were very dangerous. Also, side note, Alejandro has one eye, so Mm. he's... Very easy to spot. spot. Meanwhile, Joe Gonzalez had been on the run from police, but eventually turned himself in and police were able to question him. He and Alejandro eventually agreed to cooperate with police and tell them everything. They said that Narcy was the one who had let them into the room the morning Ben was murdered, and they flanked him on either side of the bed and began beating him with weights. Ben ended up on the floor where the two men duct taped his arms, legs, and mouth and finished the murder. The men also said that after Ben was dead, Narcy instructed them to re-enter the room and remove his eyes. Uh, Narcy, you little witch. Yeah. <laughs> like, literal, literal witch. Why do you want the eyes gone? There's that so personal. I don't know what yeah, the private... Thing between them was like you can't ever look like at another it. woman again i don't know i don't know so in july of 2010 narcy and her brother cristobal were arrested for the murder of ben novak the story doesn't end there though da, 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 da. a reporter by the name of julie brown was digging into ben and narcy novak's past and decided to take a closer look at the circumstances surrounding bernice's tragic death Ben had found his mother dead three months before he was murdered, face down in a pool of blood in the hallway between the garage and the kitchen. Ben was beside himself with grief, and Narcy was incredibly loving and supportive after the death. Police ruled the fall an accident, but there had been blood in Bernice's car, her glasses had been found smashed in the car, and there were droplets of blood found from her car through the garage and throughout the home. (laughs) police if we were going to put categories on all of our episodes you know like serial killers and teens and we would definitely have a a category for ways the florida police departments have fucked up seriously or are corrupt either one right so julie brown took a look at the autopsy report and found that the extent of her injuries seemed very excessive for someone who had just accidentally fallen 
She had multiple blunt force injuries, a jaw and skull fracture. Oh God, she didn't like fall from the stairs. She was no. just found in a hallway. Yes. Oh my God. I kept waiting for them to show me the stairs. She was just in the space between the garage and the kitchen in a hallway. Oh, no. Yeah, you don't just fall down and fracture your jaw. And your skull. Yeah. She also had abrasions, contusions, lacerations, a broken finger, and broken teeth. Oh, my God. Ben had not been convinced that his mother's death had been an accident at all when he died three months later. No. Bernice's sister was also extremely suspicious of her death and said she would have had to have fallen down and gotten up several times, quote, like a jack-in-the-box for her injuries to make sense. Police tried to say that she just fell and then was kind of stumbling trying to get help. But into her car. In, into like, her own into face her car and, and then back out of her car like she fell in the car and smashed her glasses and then crawled without leaving to, no i mean like come on yeah there's no it's you can't even begin to make it make sense you can't even begin bernice's <laughs> God, neighbors just so lazy and it's so lazy yeah they're like oh she's old she just died right here the end oh he's closed literally yep Bernice's neighbor's son also reported seeing two strange men standing near Bernice's garage sometime before her death, and they appeared to be casing her home. The son and his father went to confront the men, and their dog actually chased the men off, so they didn't have a chance to question what they were doing. Two months after the neighbors spotted the men, Bernice was found dead. The neighbors also reported that Narcy was acting very strangely and overly distraught at the scene of Bernice's death. She told the neighbor that she had plans to go vitamin shopping with Bernice the next day, but the neighbor was skeptical because even they knew that Bernice and Narcy couldn't stand each other and would never run errands together. <laughs> vitamin shopping. Like, oh, I can't believe this. I just was talking to her. We just made plans to go vitamin shopping. So so she was like, no, you didn't. 100% not true. <laughs> Julie Brown brought in a retired detective to examine the evidence and crime photos, and he said that there was clearly blood spatter on the walls and drops of blood in almost every room in the house. Oh my god. Which the detective, who originally investigated the case, said were a result of Bernice stumbling and falling from room to room. <laughs> Just... That theory did not explain the blood spatter in her car, however. No, and that's spatter... not how this works. You don't just, like, stumble around hard enough to break your skull and your jaw and your finger and your teeth and cut yourself up a billion times and, and just yes. keep getting back up and stumbling around more like that isn't how any of this ha- like that that no no especially when you're 86 years old if yeah. you fall down when you're 86 years old you don't you get just back stay up. down there that's yeah. why they have commercials about it exactly that's why most elderly people die when they fall because mm-hmm. you don't get back up you mm-hmm. just die The spatter patterns in the car indicated that she was likely struck in the head more than once while she sat in her car. So Julie brought her findings to the Fort Lauderdale Police Department and said she pursued them with question after question to the point that they were extremely frustrated with her interference. And they arrested her for murder. (laughs) Seriously, put her in a psych ward. Jesus. They were adamant that the death was an accident and the case had been closed and there was no reason to take it any further. Uh, Good for you, Julie Brown. Good for you. So meanwhile, detectives working on Ben's murder case were making a deal with Alejandro Garcia and you'll never guess what he admitted to. 
Um, to tax evasion. He's the long, <laughs> long island killer. It's weird. Weird, weird twist. It's weird. <laughs> no, he's not the long island killer. <laughs> but he did say that Nancy and Cristobal also hired him to kill Bernice, and he had beaten eighty-six-year-old woman to death with a fucking wrench. Oh. And the Fort Lauderdale Police Department was like. Ooh, grabbed their shirt and pulled it a little bit. Whoopsie. He said he waited outside of her house next to the garbage cans and attacked her when she went outside to move her car into the garage for the night. He said that Cristobal had hired him to carry out both murders, but that Narcy was the one behind both crimes. Ten months after they were arrested for Ben's murder, Narcy and Cristobal were also charged with Bernice's savage murder. Good. So three years after mother and son were murdered by Narcy and Cristobal, their trial began in federal court. Both Alejandro and Joel agreed to testify on behalf of the prosecution in exchange for lighter sentences, and the evidence against the brother and sister was massive. Cristobal had used his credit card to purchase the weights that were used to beat Ben to death, mm-hmm. as well as the knife that was used to cut out his eyes. Give me a break. There's also video footage of Cristobal at a Western Union wiring money to Alejandro around the time of the murders, and he used his own car and cell phone the entire time, which both left massive trails for investigators to follow. <laughs> they also found a burner phone that Narcy used and learned that she'd used it at 6.49 in the morning, the morning that Ben was killed. She called Alejandro and Joel, who were waiting at a gas station down the street from the Novak's hotel, and told them it was time to come in and carry out the hit on her husband. The defense questioned Alejandro and Joel's credibility, reminded the jury that they had made a deal with the prosecution, and tried to introduce the idea of a third killer by saying that May Abad, Narcy's daughter, Mm -hmm. was the one who had actually paid for the hit on Ben. No. Cristobal claimed that May had come to him and said that Ben deserved to die because he was a bad and evil person. This accusation fell apart when Alejandro testified that Cristobal had actually hired him to kill May next. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. Narcy. Fucking assholes. Wow. Alejandro also had a photo of May in his wallet when he was arrested for Ben's murder. Oh, that's so chilling. So, I mean, I'm assuming she was like, there. I don't want any chance that anyone else is getting any of this fucking money. Seriously. God, what a monster. Monster. The female detective who was pursuing the case became so concerned for May's safety that she actually loaned her $5,000 of her own money so she could go into hiding and had to be removed from the case as a result. Oh, no. That's, yep. That would be me, 100%. <laughs> oh, 1 billion percent. I'd be like, listen, I'm going with you. We're just going to go hide out. It's fine. I'll I'm your new you. mom. It's cool. Darcy <laughs> sucks. I got your back. Ugh. So the trial lasted two months, and Narcy Novak and Cristobal Valise were found guilty of orchestrating the murders of Ben and Bernice Novak. The prosecution claimed that the motive was that Narcy knew Ben was going to eventually leave her for his mistress, and she would be left with nothing, as their prenup stated that she would only be awarded $65,000 in the event that they got divorced. Hmm. Narcy knew that if she killed Bernice, Ben would inherit all of her money, then her payday would be even greater when she killed Ben. (laughs) 
so rotten. So <laughs> fucking so rotten. Awful. Also, I've never been involved in inheriting money, but I think it probably takes longer than three months to hit your account. Am I wrong? Is, are there any probate attorneys out right. there? I mean, I'm sure you had a trust, so maybe you do just get that shit right away, but I don't or know, would, like months. eventually would get back to nursing somehow, you know, like yeah it probably doesn't get like canceled if he dies before he gets it but who i am i am an attorney so i'll tell you about it yeah go practice probate law and then report back because i'm (laughs) i don't know curious yeah also just not to mention the vague extremely fucking suspicious like if you just waited a year but i'm assuming that he was ben getting was ready to divorce openly her. threatening divorce yeah. yeah and so she was like okay we don't have we have no can't wait another minute we got to do this now so police also learned that the person who had written the anonymous letter to police that tipped them off to the fact that Narcy and Cristobal were responsible for Ben's murder was one of their own sisters oh boy yep that's how rotten you are if your yes. own sister tips you off to the police so both Narcy and Cristobal were given life without the possibility of parole. And Ben's fortune was supposedly inherited by May Abal and her two sons. But I did see an article in the Miami Herald that I couldn't access because I don't have a subscription and it wasn't important enough to spend like $20 to get a subscription. But <laughs> it looks like as of 2019, that fortune was under major dispute between family members because of course it is. Because right. money is a fucking piece of bastard. Yep. And kills too many people and makes people greedy and don't. Ruins families. Ruins families. Ru- fucking ruins families. Just look at the Gettys. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the Murdochs. Just look at the... They're all crazy. All yeah. They're all nuts. They're not happy. They don't no. love each other. Mm-mm. So that was it, guys. That's the murders of Bernice and Benji Novak. Good and one, Court. Piece of fuck, Nursy Novak. Yeah, no, I do not like Nursy. No, Nursy's not a nicey. Not a nicey. Not a nicey. Not she's a, a Nursy. <laughs> she's a nosy. <laughs> she's a nosy. <laughs> For twenty twenty two, instead of Karen, it's just Nursy. Yeah, yeah. If it sounds like it's like an onomatopoeia, right? Like zipper. Mm-hmm. Like your name is Nursy. Mm-hmm. You're a bitch. It's just sound like your name is what you are. If right. we have any Narcy's listening, you're not a bitch. It's also kind of a cool name, but you're definitely a bitch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hopefully you're not like a homicidal bitch, but you're probably a little bit of a bitch. Just be a bitch in a cool way, not in a, bi- a bad, in a damaging way. Murderous way. Yeah, be like the bad bitch kind. <laughs> oh, Narcy. I'm sorry for May. I hope she got the money. I hope she's getting the money. Me too. I hope, yes. I hope May is awesome. I hope she gets everything that she deserves with having endured that horrifying mom. Seriously. Yep. And Bernice is off fucking chilling with Frank Sinatra. Well, not Frank, because he's kind of a misogynist and bastard person, but somebody cool and groovy. Somebody else from the Rat Pack. Yeah. It's not a creep if that's a thing. JFK, he was all, I he don't know. Who, where, is there anybody good that she could be hanging out with up there? No, probably not. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Some kind celebrity or glamorous person. That's Maybe right. Maybe Frida Kahlo or something. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. I got COVID in it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, we think I did. We, I it's a mystery. Did. It is a mystery. 
Um, but I got a positive test on New Year's Eve because we were going to have a couple people over. We all tested. Your bitch got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a little bit of symptoms around Christmas. Tested, tested, negative, negative. Yeah. So we think I probably had it. Didn't, you know. Didn't anyway, give it to me or any of my family. No, didn't give it to any of the family. But I was also, you know, like, whatever. Who knows? This None of it makes sense. But the bottom line is test if you think you have it. And keep test testing. if you're going to see people. Keep <laughs> testing. Yeah. Yep. I want to hear from our like doctor scientist listeners how Same. often do false positive happen with the rapid tests yeah i've did a lot of research about it and it says not very often right at all that's what i it's possible but not not real likely but yeah we just wonder yeah and i was very i read that the only time that you're getting false false positives generally is if you don't administer the test correctly and i definitely administer i'm 42 yeah you know i'm not cutting corners on covid tests right doing that shit right so (laughs) i'm pretty sure i had covid a little bit of it but the good news is vaccines fucking work so go get them because Mm -hmm. i was riding the peloton the day after i got a covid positive seriously yep there you go there you go Be careful yeah this bitch is coming for you like a narcy that's right. And not me, COVID. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying home. This bitch. That's right. You stay home a couple more days. Yeah, Everyone else, watch is... out for the, the COVID bitch. Yes. <laughs> don't get narcy. No, don't get narcy. Don't be a narcy and get the narcy because it sucks. And you, we know people who know people who are dying of it right now yes. still. And that's just... Ugh. So insane that I can't even and even if they live like they are done, you know, mm-hmm. their lives are ruined. They are in rehab facilities. It sucks. So yep. anyway. Not to mention you know like goes. the doctors, nurses, everybody who's been working for two years to save our asses who are quitting their jobs and have yep. PTSD yep. and our healthcare system that's failing because yep. others are all about Don't their freedoms or whatever the yep. fuck that so, means. Do yep. it. It's enough. Well, this if, is if enough. You're on the, yeah, if you're on the fence, it's it's just time. Yep. Um, the end of that. Do it. <laughs> the end of that. Do it. And guess what time it is? Name time. <laughs> it's name time. <laughs> that was the winner. You guys chose Monster Energy Drink. I forgot about theme. the song. How could I forget? <laughs> it does work better with the transition, doesn't it? Oh my god, that was, I'm pumped. So, for those of you who are new, <laughs> we'll kill. Um, that go, go is, back and listen to some older episodes. Yes. <laughs> so we we uh, people send us funny names and we read them. You'll get go to the Charlotte Grabby episode if you want to know why, but. <laughs> It's just the thing we do now so yeah. much that we have a theme song and that's <laughs> and a very the theme recent song. new theme song. Yeah. But this is the second episode uh. where we the first episode we debuted last episode we oh, debuted shit. the theme song. So it's the first official use of the theme song. Uh I have a metric fucking ton of names oh, because boy. we didn't record last week, so get comfy wumpy because here they come. Um Someone has friends who are a couple named Arlen and Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least 
there might still be, but at least 10 years ago, there was a restaurant in Toronto's Chinatown called Cum Jug. <laughs> oh, no. C-U-M. No. Jug. Yes. Um, there's a dick deposit. <laughs> Somebody who's named Dick Deposit? Somebody named oh, no. Dick Deposit. No, no, no. <laughs> not me. I'm not a Dick Deposit. <laughs> Uh, Jack Inghoff. <laughs> uh, there's a major Richard I. Bong. <laughs> Dick, Dick Bong. Dick Bong. Um, there's a private investigator named Clue Wright. Uh, K-L-U-W-R-I-G-H-T. Oh first uh, first place. I love that. Yeah, first place. Uh, there's the Pickens Nose Trail in Georgia. <laughs> they let a five-year-old. Yeah, I was going to say that's where my kids them. go. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a BBC journalist called Pretty Mystery. Ooh. Yeah. P r i t t i m i s t r y. So good. There's an English town called Cockpole Green, <laughs> just down the road from Crazy's Hill. Nuh-uh. Not too far from the Lower Assenden and Toker's Green I God. sent over before. <laughs> um, somebody said, I can't believe I have sent, that, sent this before, and they did send a photo to prove it, but there was a boat in a marina in Swansea, Wales called Itchy Pussy. Fantastic <laughs> bubblegum pink font. And it was. Uh, yep. All right. Okay, we have a bunch of play, uh, business names. Bread Pit. <laughs> Pita Pan. P-I-T-A no. Pan. The Codfather. Which I, love. <laughs> I don't eat seafood, but you would. I would go there. Abracababra. <laughs> oh, God, this one. Iron Maiden Ironing Service. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird. Oh, no. Meet Mark there later. Back to the Fuchsia, which I think is like a flower shop. Frying Nemo Fish and Chips is uh-uh. so traumatizing so sad (laughs) lord of the wings this is a good one bread zeppelin (laughs) this is all oh my god so many good ones florist gump (laughs) amy winehouse Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. british hairways (laughs) pain in the glass like a glass repair company Jack the Clipper, fuck offy, which is like co- a coffee place. Right. Barber Streisand. <laughs> I don't know how to say this one. Fishotech, like discotech. Fishotech. <laughs> and the all time best name for a dog groomer ever Woofs a Daisy. <laughs> and I'm not done. I'm very close. There's a Kitchen Dick Road. <laughs> there is Amanda Titsworth and a Richard Sidebottom. Ooh. <laughs> um, Detective Sprinkle. Adorable. That's so cute. Um, the last name, 
(laughs) It's a long last name. It's a million letters. And they shits a lot of kale is the best that they could sound it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's also someone named Zach Lee Wright. Zach Lee Wright. They said that their parent, the parents didn't catch on to it until like two weeks after the baby was born and named. Exactly right. Uh, there's an actress. I found this one. Uh, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, my second favorite Nightmare on Elm, on Elm Street. Her name is Tuesday Night, K-N-I-G-H-T. Mm. <laughs> Dick Warlock was what? a stunt double for, for Michael Myers. Yeah. Dick Warlock. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, that was a good one. It's name time. <laughs> well, not anymore. It's not name time anymore. Name time's over. Name time's over. <laughs> I need to make another one. <laughs> uh, anything we need to... Oh, uh, before we do shout-outs for our patrons, we're going to do a hangout party. Yep. yep. Virtual hangout meetup. Yep, I'll read tarot cards if you want me to. And we decided it's going to be on January 21st, which is a yep. Friday. Yep. At 8 p.m. Yep. And then... Sun- Eastern time. Eastern time. And then, uh, what do we say? Saturday, maybe... The 22nd? The 22nd in the afternoon. Yes. Like 1 or 2 p.m. maybe. We're trying yep. to hit time zones for people. Uh- Yep, Australia and the UK. So we'll put a poll on pa- on Patreon to see what time on Saturday is the best for like UK people mostly because we can hit around you know five six seven p.m. your time, but you just we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. work it out together. Yep. And uh, you've got two weeks to join us. Sign up yes. if you haven't yet. Yes. There's seventy million, like seventy seven episodes full, full ass episode full ass whole ass episodes we don't get no 15 minute episodes 30 no. minutes plus yes. and we don't banter so it's just case and sometimes we do so you're missing good banter if you're here for the banter we talk about stuff over there that we don't talk I'm about over here totally but my point is that 30 minutes does not include banter uh, that is the case uh-huh, is 30 minutes uh-huh, of it at uh-huh, least uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah i know i do i know what you mean like, this shit over here is like an hour, but 20, 30 minutes of banter at the end. So. Right. So get on anyway. over there, you guys. Yep. Do it. Hang out with us. Get money. No, give us money. Get stuff. Yep. Get get screechy voices in your ears. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And somebody messaged that they wanted to hang out, but were nervous about it. You don't have to be on screen. Oh, yeah. You can choose. You, there's a chat function where you can chat with us, you know, with letters. <laughs> yeah. If you want, we'll invite you to come on screen. If you want to, we will not pressure you. So don't worry Correct. about it. Yeah. Even if you want to get a tarot card pulled and you don't want to be on screen for it, that's also fine. Totally right? you fine. You can just ask for one and I'll pull it and do my magic. That's right. I'm not going to be on screen. I'm just kidding. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want some shouty outies? Yes, I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready. Thank you so much to Mackenzie W. Mackenzie wanted to get to the point. She asked for you to give her the information and you stalled and you stalled. (laughs) And she was like, I got to go on without you, without you. I love you, but you never got to the point. So I'm out of here. God, I hate when people don't get to the point. (laughs) She's busy. I really do. 
<laughs> I do too. It's a symptom of my maybe ADHD that I'm self-diagnosing through TikTok and other people. Uh, Wrap it up. Thank you. Get to the point where Mackenzie's got to go. Thank you so much to Becca D. Becca D. Becca D. Becca D is like um like a bird, right? Like the rare yes. gold-breasted Becca D. That's right. The cousin to the chickadee. Yes. And the finch, because God, don't you just love it when you see a, fin- a finch in the wild, like you're in a tree at <laughs> sure, your house, yes. you know, like I'm like, oh, they're so cute and they're so beautiful. And that's how I feel. And I see a rare gold breasted Beckety. She's cute. She's rare, gorgeous, adorable. Every, like it makes you feel like, oh, you know, when you see something, you're like, oh, punch it. Yes. Yeah. And have it. Hold it. That's how I feel about <laughs> Beckety. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much to Katie. You <laughs> just pictured our Patreon listeners <laughs> sitting in my tree. <laughs> Hello, peeking over my punch neck. <laughs> <laughs> loving her, loving her too hard. That's right. <laughs> Who is it next? Katie, you. Katie University. Welcome to Katie University. Uh, we boast the highest rate of championship jousters in the nation because guess what that's the most interesting sport also at katie university we have a hundred percent rate of compliance with um people's bodies their choices <laughs> so everybody nobody gets hurt at katie university yeah, in any way i want to go there mm-hmm. and 95 percent of our graduates go on to um make devices that save the world and the other five percent are uh philanthropic fashion models <laughs> here yes. at katie university yep. <laughs> we give good scholarships <laughs> too excellent scholarship program uh, thank you so much to lauren t lauren t what says she she says we must go to the Lauren T finds the tree that Becca D is <laughs> Becca D says Lauren T. How do they be? Lauren T says Becca D. I be pretty good. <laughs> and then they high five. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, thank you so much to Maria F. Aw, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm maybe, I don't know why that's such a sweet name, Maria F. Oh, I just want you to know that I have a very warm feeling about you and uh, assuming that that translates to who you are and how you present in this world because it just came out of me. Like, a, <laughs> like I had no control over that sound. All right. So I'm that's assuming that people feel. Yeah, so you just walking around the world, everyone's ah, like a qu- combination of you're so lovely and also like everything about you makes me feel like the world is a good place. I really oh, right? Yes. Uh, thank you so much to Chelsea K. Chelsea kit kitten 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 <laughs> Chelsea kitten 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 Chelsea's kitten is also named Chelsea Kitten. Chelsea <laughs> Kitten has a kitten named Chelsea Kitten. She is really into her kitten named Chelsea Kitten. 
COVID has definitely made me sharper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. And last but not least, Courtney, we yes. have a Becca C. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Becca C and Becca D. How are thee? Where do you, how are you be? They be good. <laughs> They're they still in a in tree. A, <laughs> still in a tree. What do they see? They see Jay-Z. And what does Jay-Z say? He says, don't worry about it. Don't stop looking at me. Yeah, I am famous. And you, you know what? Now that I think about it, you guys look like you should be famous too. So let's go. Come along with me. I'm Jay-Z. Here we give. <laughs> That's all we got, guys. That's it. That's all, That's all we, we got. got. Uh, be safe out there. Please. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Be safe. I feel like this is the beginning of the end. Yep. Call me dumb, dumb, optimistic, dumb, dumb, but I don't know. I just feel like we're turning a corner. Let's wrap it up. Science is fucking rocking the shit out of this shit yep. and we can do it and let's just do it. Let's do it. In the meantime, <laughs> social media matters. So. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. We got our first fan mail in our P.O. box. Yeah! Sorry, I didn't check it for a long time. It was postmarked in like November. Uh, but I had to go to the post office today, and I checked our P.O. box, and we got an amazing holiday card that said so Season, Seasons Reapings with a little <laughs> child on it with in its Grim Reaper outfit. Outfit. <laughs> and let me tell you, my seven-year-old, he went uh, Halloween. He was, a, he was a Grim Reaper this year. Did he go apeshit bananas for it? For the holiday he... card? Yeah. I don't think I showed him. I should show <laughs> I him. I will. Yep. Uh, so thank you for sending that. You can send it to us too. Yes. Please. Everyone, please. We, we love mail. Yeah. Don't be crazy. So go find our P.O. box because I can't remember what it is, but it's on our website. Yeah. And also we love all your messages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at They Will Kill. We love when you send us emails, which I have one to respond to, uh, which I will. I just did not want to do anything over the break. So if you email me over the break or emailed us over the break, it's coming. Uh, and that email address is theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to our website, theywillkill.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. I guess Spotify you can review now, Ooh. too. I think I saw. Yep, I didn't investigate it, but I did see another podcast post like, yeah, this is awesome. Thanks cool. for the review. So. If you're like me and you listen on Spotify because it's superior because Apple Podcast makes no fucking sense, then go make a review or subscribe over there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Thank you, AJ Bergans, for our music. Thank you so much. And remember. Um, I just had a thing that I realized. I think that the thing that if you're kind of lost as to what you want to do, you need a little nugget of inspiration for what you should pursue in your life and what you'll probably be good at and successful at think about the things that made you happy as a kid Mm. and those are probably things that you should find a way to pursue because as i'm looking at the things that i've become successful at as an adult they all tie directly back to things that i was very joyful about and pursued as a child Mm. you know like horses i've always had a had like a running dialogue in my head so the podcast makes a lot of sense interior design was always just like my absolute fucking preoccupation as a child and that's become a big part of my life um real estate (laughs) something (laughs) i've always been obsessed with like bar making barbie houses you know Mm -hmm. just look at the things that you loved the most as a kid and go for it it's true man you know do it yeah if you loved animals 
figure out some capacity to work with animals. Like just do the thing that you love the most as a kid. Sports, find a way to get yourself aligned with sports in some way. That's true. I'm pretty much guarantee you will become successful at it. I did. I always loved babies and I was a very good doula. I don't want to do that work anymore, but I was very good at it when I did it. Yeah. So if you're a little lost... Also, I think another another piece of advice, like I, my whole life changed when I started walking my neighbor's dogs um, because I was feeling a little frustrated that I wasn't making more money. And it's not all about money, but it is about, you know, finding things that you're good at. And I think some of us find ourselves in careers in our 20s that, you know, extend into our 30s and early 40s that, you know, maybe you've done a good job, but it feels frustrating. And you're sort of like, why am I not doing better at this as hard as I've worked over all these years. And so I started thinking about things that were within my control and like that I could do to make a little bit more money. And I was like, I could walk my neighbor's dogs. So, (coughs) excuse me. (coughs) I posted on next door and was like, does anyone need a dog walker? (laughs) And I started walking my neighbor's dogs and that just sort of like opened up the energy mm-hmm. for other things to start to come into my life that made more sense and that I'm feeling more successful at. And so, and I'm a lot fucking happier and I'm a lot more fulfilled. So, but I understand very much the point before all that happens where you feel very stuck and sort of lost. And I think my advice would be just to start with something that will sort of get the energy flowing that you have some level of control over and you don't have to get from like here to dream job right away, you know, to start finding little ways to open up that, those channels to get the energy flowing and you'll be fucking floored at how fast shit shifts and comes like cascading into your life. Fuck yes. Right? Fuck yes. I'm living proof and it was not it was it was so hard for such a long time and then once I did that it was like as easy as breathing so there you go do it guys do it you deserve it yes 2022 don't be a narcy (coughs) definitely don't be a narcy be a katie katie d and a katie c or becca d becca d (laughs) (laughs) oh we love you guys thank you so so much much. thank you for listening (laughs) We will see you next week. See I miss you, on you already. Saturday. Come to our Good. party. Yeah. Send us shit in our mailbox. <laughs> yes, now. We, we love, love you. you. Goodbye. See you soon. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.